Don't mind us. We're a little out of breath. We just lifted a couch up to a flight of stairs and into the podcasting yeah. room. Two fat guys uh, putting uh, furniture up. So. Yeah. Well, the, welcome the to powers Sunset. of pain. <laughs> oh, I love the, I love the powers of pain. I know you do. Because uh, I, I, I got the, the warlord. I got the warlord. Was that one of your winning tag team? Yes. From it was the, fantasy football. It was the powers of pain and the jumping bomb angels. And I came in second place with the heavenly bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, today is a wonderful day because it's Sons of Flip Radio Day. Welcome back to Sons of Flip Radio, a podcast about the art and sport of professional wrestling. Damn, you know what I forgot? I'm sorry to cut you off. I forgot to try to get a Bloomin' Onion this early oh at 10 my o'clock God. in the morning. <laughs> Peace, love, and Bloomin' Onions. But as always, I'm your co-host, Thomas Lisi. You always join with the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. Alex, what's going on? Yeah, they call me the man of many faces. What's going on? <laughs> today, Alex was like the uh, the moving man. Because, see, here's the thing. Like, Alex was more of the angles guy, and I was more of the brute strength uh, to try to put it through the wall. Because we have a new couch. I'm displaying the couch like you can see us, but... Uh, <laughs> a new casting couch? <laughs> no, it's a new casting couch, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I got rid of the futon, which is about a foot off the ground. And I'm selling it, which is actually really good. I'm really happy I'm making some money off of it. And I was cruising the uh, pages of the old FB the other day on Facebook, and I found a couch. It's nice, recliner, gray, matches the room, sets the tone. So now I got to so I got to say you need, a, um, you need to go on WWE shop and buy one of the blanket the, like a throw yeah. blanket. Do they make pillows? Absolutely. Yep. A fiend pillow would be cool. Just a mask. Kind of weird. They might have it. I haven't yeah. been on there to look well, to see. I well, might treat myself. You should. Yeah, all, treat yourself. Treat yourself. All the wrestling buddies are now happy because it's a better couch for them. And uh, we're really. Yeah. Putting... They all look like they're about to run a train on. Yeah. Hogan. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> We we really put some more effort into the room, and we're gonna probably today. I'm gonna do a, a Facebook, uh, actually an Instagram live. I'm gonna do about our new setup, and I got some new figures and all this stuff. But even following us on Facebook and Instagram, there's just some sneak previews of what I've been purchasing because I feel like I'm a seven year old kid today. Go, I go, I literally let me tell you something. I literally <laughs> go. How much time you got? I have all day. I literally go to Walmart every day and almost Target every other day because I've been off for a week. And I go back tomorrow, but still though, even oh, when to take care of Christmas. Yeah, even when I'm off normally I'm off three days. I'm like, oh, okay, what the fuck am I gonna do besides DoorDash and trying to make extra cash? I've been going to Walmart trying to find figures. Dude. So you don't know when they get their shipment yet? You should know oh, this by now. I, I contacted the guy in in Freehold because I'm trying to get the Chris Jericho AEW figure. Uh, That's the one I really want. And wow. then I reached then this guy who follows us on Instagram, he makes a book. And he's from England, and he makes a book of all the sketchings of all the Hasbro's and all the wrestling figures. And he's like, "Yeah, I can get them for you in England, and ship them to you." But they had this—they had this elite figure of Undertaker. It was a black and purple box. You know how the—you know, like how your elite Kevin Owens over there is white and red. Yeah, this is different. I was like, "Damn, it's crazy." But like, he sent me a picture of what the, like their toy store looked like, and it was just wall to wall figures i go to walmart you can't find shit dude there's like 12 pegs for aew and wrestlers they what they did was they put one wrestler on each peg and like some of them are missing but like literally wow. when i went to walmart they had Would like you get a tony Khan action <laughs> <laughs> no they had no aew they had the ring and the belt but for wwf they had a battle pack of becky lynch and 
Seth Rollins. And Does it come with a little baby? No, it doesn't. It came with the, <laughs> the woman's title, actually. They had the ring. They had the Masters of the Universe. And I got both I got both Roman and, and Faker John Cena at Walmart. And then I met a guy on the side for Macho Man. I'm missing Rey Mysterio, but I can get him on eBay for a good price. And then I have the Series 2 of Masters of the Universe. But literally, they had like Eric Rowan. They had Luke Harper. They had like all the guys that were released. So Yeah, they're on clearance. Yeah, and I got those little dudes right there. Because uh, a friend of mine, Jay's yeah, dad, Harold, gave, Harold uh, for some reason, had John Cena, Undertaker, on The Rock in oh. his house because his son used to be a wrestling fan. Right. Big Daddy uh, Harold. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how Chopping down like a tree. I He's know. He's like 6'7". I know. Well, Jay's 6'6". Six, six. No, I know. Yeah. But uh, AJ Styles and Braun Strowman, I found a Dollar Tree for a dollar. So that whole row, I'm no line wow. with with minifigures if I can find any more. They look like little cake toppers. You put they do. That's what they cake. That's what they exactly look like. And, I, and to be honest with you, I think that's probably the best fit for them because they don't move. Well, yeah, because of the, that big base on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But it sits right into buttercream icing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously, when Toys R Us closed and KB Toys closed, I mean, everything's getting bought on Amazon. But, dude, like, you'd be shocked about how yeah, much. today's Amazon Prime Day. It I is. I don't know if you can find figures on there. That's I think a good you idea. can. That's a good idea. Probably and nothing like, oh, my God, this is going to be worth something. But something just to put on our wall. You know, it's not Noise Toys where he's like selling little um honky tonk guitar oh, accessories yeah. i seen bucks. that the other day i was like damn, damn. That's... <laughs> i was like you bought a big boss man nightstick or right. you him i'm waiting nightstick? for this huge package hon it's coming right <laughs> in the mail it's gonna be great and guess what amazon would do they would put it in a huge box or a little tiny guitar that's like <laughs> three inches tall let me so let me talk to you real quick from my retail experience i spent okay. and i do when i really need money or when they need me um i spent about 10 or so years working in retail, putting away like makeup yeah, and skincare stuff. And uh, Shrewsbury? Or, yeah, in town? organizing yeah. shelves, putting uh, stickers, price stickers on stuff. And the makeup industry cash. wastes so much cardboard, um, packaging peanuts, and, and just nonsense and material. They just waste materials to put in this big-ass box, four little eyeliners wrapped in bubble wrap, and there's nothing else in it. That's it? Yeah. Doesn't it, come in like they a, are the biggest culprits. It doesn't come in like in a case in a case. You know what I mean? Oh no, no, wow. it's just four. Like everything's loosely like Lucy's. Yeah, well, I mean they do that a lot with testers and stuff. But mm-hmm. like they're the biggest like package waste. Is oh, so is Amazon. Horrible. Though. It's the I think worst. The other day, well, what, Amazon actually uses the air things. Yeah, what as came opposed in to packaging the, uh, peanuts, which are bad oh. with the foam ones, but they have the dissolvable ones where if like you put water on it, it dissolves. Really? Yeah, they're made of like cornstarch and shit. Oh, yeah, slurry. Yeah, they just get everywhere, though, because no. they disintegrate really quick. The microphone that we have, our third microphone that we got, that came in a box that was meant for, like, a, a, a closet <laughs> or, like, or, like, a dresser. It was huge. I'm like, they're wasting all this cardboard. But, I mean, when you're Jeff Bezos and you literally take over every industry out there, like the toy industry. Like, again, mm-hmm. when I went to... When I went to Walmart and Target to look for figures, it looked like a tornado went through there, and it's never stocked. There's only like one truck. Like it's always for wrestling figures. Have you noticed that? Well, no. Like you know, I don't. I don't have a kids lot of yet. like Marvel DC stuff. Like and there's some fr- like when I went to Walmart, like what was empty? A lot of the Star Wars, a lot of the Marvels, a lot of a lot of the collectible stuff. A lot of take boys out of the box. action figures. And excuse me, girls can play with these. Yeah. Too, so I'm not trying to be like sexist or whatever, but a lot of like action figures for for little boys and stuff are never like you're always missing stuff. Yes. Women. 
girls, there's always like so many Barbies and accessories and this, that, and the other. The Ken. And the Ken yeah. and this and that. You can find everything all the time. It's always stock. Oh, the, Going oh, to the, yeah. the boy aisle, nothing's there. Well, like, I mean. The stuff you really don't want. The stuff you didn't even think they made just to sell. Can't yeah. Be, and and then there. obviously when we were kids. I mean, you're only a couple years younger than me, but I remember going to Toys R Us when Toys I was a R. kid. Toys R Us, KB Toys. And yeah, you used to get Turtles, Hasbros, you know, everything. Yep. And it's it's just so much different now. But I mean, the the markup on these wrestlers is kind of crazy because I'm trying to find a classic superstar, Gorilla Monsoon, like I have the one of Mr. Perfect. And it's like a buck fifty. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to spend that much. But like literally they have yeah, some. It's a, now, that's see, a stretch. Now, here's the thing with Target and Walmart. Car payment. Walmart doesn't have like walmart had the matches of the universe target didn't walmart has the aew because it's only signed to aew is the walmart so i found out that the walmart and freehold so exclusives walmart and freehold's getting 30 pieces of aew on the truck today apparently so i'm gonna go there tomorrow morning after I get my old change to see if i can get any because i just want the chris jericho maybe the kenny omega that's it and uh that's all i want but um yeah, and then when I went to Target, they had a lot of the elites. They had some of like the regular guys, and they had like some of the legends. Hmm. So it's like there's a difference. I think Target has the best. Like I got the Bray Wyatt at Target. Yeah, you said that last week. But I mean, I think the uh, I think the Target is better for the figures. Like for the like the more Target's better for the figures that you don't want to take out of the box. Put it that way. Oh, okay. So like the battle packs that come two to a case that basically like, the kids are going to play with, but. Yeah, it is what it is. It I looks. Mean, it looks like uh, Target sells the elites. They do. And, yeah. Uh, Where'd you well, get the Kevin Owens from? Do you remember? I got it for a birthday gift last year. Oh, really? Last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah. Yep. And the Rock. Um, man, my wife bought that for me like five years ago in our apartment for my birthday. Yeah, my mom got me the uh, John Cena, I think, from like Target or Five Below or something like that. And then I remember I got the Mister Perfect. I was at Walmart, I think. Oh, yeah, I was at Walmart. This is years ago, like wow. two thousand and. Four, I was like, "Wow, Mister Perfect." There's another one that he's actually wearing the orange trunks with the IC title that I want to get. Like I've been going on Marketplace to try to find some of these guys, and they're reasonably priced. I mean, I've been. Ta- I mean, the first person I talked to is Jeff. Yeah, you know, but He'll he has. You know what the market? Is. Yeah, he um he because uh, the Gorilla Monsoon, the guy wanted sixty, and he's like, "That's kind of high because it's not Mattel." But then he dropped it to forty five real quick, like I didn't know my shit. You know what I mean? Mm. So, but dude, there's you want to know. Like, I mean, this is good for you because you love him, but Macho Man, there's so many different Macho Mans. Yeah, that's what... If I did get figures, it would just be to collect Macho Mans. Yeah. Like, the Macho Man Masters Universe. Oh, that's just so cool. cool. I see yeah. you post it. I was like, I'm going over there and I'm going <laughs> to yell at the fir- The first person to to comment was Aubrey on, like, when she, uh, your wife, um, like, messaged, like, the, the story and she's like, that's so cool. I'm yeah. like, yeah. So, I'm, I'm surprised, though. That I mean, is pretty dope. Yeah, I had to get it off Facebook, but the guy... The the Roman range was eighteen in the store. No, fifteen in the store. The guy charged me twenty for Macho Man. That's not a big deal. No, no, it was twenty three. I worked it down to twenty, so I got three three dollars off. You know, I do my thing. Would you go pick it up? Yeah. Oh, okay. And and the front of shop right, like near Route Nine, kind of like a bad drug deal. <laughs> I was standing outside. My, he didn't get out of the car. He gave you a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he didn't even get out of the car. No, he didn't. <laughs> What did he open the window like six inches and, and threw, it threw it out? No, his wife was in the front seat because they were going to shop, right? And he was in the back seat. Don't tell me he was. In no, the back he was. Seat. No, oh, that'd been fucking shady. Oh like a tinted window. No, he was driving. Honey, and, like, drive, drive, yeah. drive, drive. <laughs> he put it in the shop right bag and handed it to me. So, <laughs> wow. And, and then I got a couple office pops, um, Funko pops because I love Dory Schrute and Michael Scott. So, not 
Yeah, I know. Is, is my hot take. Mm, I know. No, I can do without that. Well, show. what do you like? What show? Oh, you like Scrubs? Yeah, I don't like Scrubs. I love Scrubs. Exactly. I love you like How Friends. I your mother. Oh, fuck Scrubs. Uh, friends. You like Seinfeld? I haven't like so. If I were to watch all of Seinfeld, seventy-five percent of it would be brand new to me and hysterical. Oh like, yeah, I did watch it. It's literally a show about nothing. It. It's great. Yeah. And that's my kind of show. I started watching it with my dad when it was on TV. I remember when I was like 10. I remember watching a couple episodes plus the series finale and yeah. stuff like that. So. Well, the series finale is actually one of the worst episodes ever made by them. But <laughs> Where they get, uh, don't they go to jail? Yeah. yeah. For um, the Good Samaritan Law. <laughs> and they did an episode about that too, which is kind of a, it's a catch 22. But um, so today, uh, we're not really talking about anything in current programming. Well, we may dive we into it. We want to talk about the rest of the draft. <laughs> We, we will. Of, no, okay. we, we'll dive into that, definitely. Okay, so with the rest of the draft, what they did, what the WWE did, is they basically took storylines and moved them to a show. So you have, look at it, right? You have Seth, Mysterios, and we Murphy talked about that on SmackDown. Because we didn't know what was Fiend, happening there. Right? Bliss on Raw. Uh, Kevin Owens went to SmackDown, which I'm kind of surprised about because I thought he was going to stay on Raw. Matt Riddle went to Raw. Jeff Hardy went to Raw. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles went, went to, to Raw. Raw. Uh, so Braun you have Strowman went to Raw. Yeah. So that whole wash of a match this Friday is going to be nothing. Correct. Uh, you had Lars Sullivan on SmackDown. You had the tag team champs flip flop, then they handed each other the belts. Like that was stupid. But everyone's what everyone's talking about is the women's division on SmackDown. Yeah. Because right now, it's after hardcore. after the draft, it's hardcore. No, it's nothing. No. No. It's. Sasha well, Bailey. They, they got Bianca Belair, who's going yeah. to be a major player there. Those are the top lines. three. But after Bianca Belair, it takes a hard right, and it goes to Carmella. Hard right. The Riot Squad, Zelina Vega. And that's it? Yeah. I felt so like there was more women. Oh, maybe Bill, Tamina. And Billy Kay. And, and Billy Kay and Billy. Tamina. Yeah. So Raw has Asuka, Charlotte, uh, Peyton Royce. Um, Again, an extra hour programming. Yeah. So, of course, they have more people, but, you know. Who else is there? Oh, Lacey Evans now. Yeah, Alexa Bliss, you said. Yeah, Alexa Bliss. Lana stays on Raw. Natalia goes to SmackDown, like I mentioned. Oscar. Yeah. So, I mean, well, you never know. We could get a couple call-ups. I'm very surprised that there was no NXT people I was disappointed. in the draft. I, I was surprised. very disappointed. I, I wanted Candice LeRae and Gargano to come up together as a, as a couple and run a program at something. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it kind of sucks because all this... Because I thought they were getting um, like a, a send off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was that last week on NXT? Yeah, because I think NXT has to try to get some momentum and traction because their issue was the injury bug. Yes. Carrying Cross. Um, Finn Balor now. Do you see Finn, his picture? He had surgery. surgery. Yeah. And Ridge Holland, he's, oh, God, Oof. poor guy. He's going to be out for a while. So, that's, you, yeah, that's it. Finn Balor's not going to wrestle for weeks. So now. It's hard because you got to put storylines together, but now who's going to go up against Finn Balor because Rich Holland's gone? It was going to be Rich Holland. You know you're going to get a number one contender match. Yeah, you know which which NXT has been playing ad nauseum for a lot of things. Everything's number one contender. Everything's one of them. Fatal four ways. Triple threat. They're the king of the triple threats. King of the fatal four ways. I mean, it gets people on television in a short period of time. I get it, but like when you when you do it too much, it's you know the the nostalgia, the fun of it is completely out the so window. So you're basically saying that it gets washed away, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not exciting. You're not going to pop a rating and whatever. And we know how they're. I'm using air quotes here. The Wednesday night wars are going. Um, you know, AEW is just kind of washing them. Yeah, they. Are. I mean, but I mean, like by hundreds, are, are we really tens counting? Of thousands. Are we really counting? 
Like, does it even matter at this yeah, point? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I don't really care. Yeah. Particularly, like, they made it seem fun and, like, oh, whatever. And that's just a marketing point. You put SmackDown or Raw against AEW, they're going to lose every week. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. It's a, it's it's NXT. Not a lot of people watch NXT that watch Raw and SmackDown, I don't think. There are different fan bases. There are different yes. fan bases. Yeah. They know what's going on in the main main roster, I use that mm-hmm. loosely. Um on the main roster, so they understand what's going on, but that's not their cup of tea. They prefer to NXT fills that void for them. Yeah, I don't think the twelve year old kid who likes the New Day, yeah, and likes AJ Styles exactly. is going to watch wrestling on a Wednesday night to watch Jake Atlas against Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, that's the guy that I think that should go against Balor next. I think it's Ciampa's time. Yeah, after I to mean get, to it, get Goldie back. Yeah, when the and dust. Then what do you yeah. think? He'll be a transitional champion for who? Carrying Ciampa. Cross, yeah. When Karrion Cross comes yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, honestly. So he's going to beat him again. Honestly, when Cross comes back, he's taking the title back because they put so much into this guy already, I think. Yeah. You One take shot, the belt. get the shot, yeah. and get the back on yeah, the Just try. look at Keith Lee, transitional champion. Oh, he's he's staying on Raw, but that's he's in a feud with Strowman because Strowman's mm-hmm. on Raw now. Yeah, they have a match next Monday. Yeah. An actual official Official match, match on the season premiere, and then they're doing the season premiere SmackDown this Friday, and they're doing the pre-show. And there's some match. They're on the New Day send-off, which I hope to God is a Big E heel turn, which would be awesome. Awesome if they did a Big E heel turn. Wow. Saying, that, you know, I never needed any of you. I'm doing this myself. The wow. whole the whole shtick. If they did that, oh I, will, I will come over and make out with you. Dear. I will run do to they, your house. Do they? Um, and I will make out with you in front of your wife. Do you think they wife. begin? And your the, two dogs. Do you think they begin the show with that? What, the farewell match? Yeah. Um, I think they end the show with that. Okay. In my opinion, again, um, placement. You know, I was talking because about just because of what the New Day has been doing for the past what seven, eight years, mm-hmm. I think that. I mean, look at last night. Last night's main event was the women's battle royal, and, and nobody Lana came out, won. and Lana wins. So much. Oh, I thought, even Marie's yeah, coming back. Yeah, I thought that was gonna happen. Smoke and a half. She is very. Uh, she's a. a she, she's sh- very smoking sh- a pancake. She's very interesting. Um, <laughs> as my as my yes, father would say, father would you know say. she's a really good wrestler. And Charlotte's she's still on Raw. Yeah, Charlotte's on Raw. I mean, you you uh, you know who I really feel bad about. There's one she's wrestler. She's not even in the main event scene. Not even on the picture. or, yeah. or whatever. And and she oh, was the Alistair first Black round. went to SmackDown too. Alistair Black went to, well, and then Zelina Vega. So, Zelina Vega went over there. So. Yeah, Zelina, Alistair, and Owens now. So that program's gonna keep going. That was a good match. I thought that no DQ match. With him and uh, Owens last night, oh, it was a great match. It was a good match. Oh god, that Very good spot match. on the chairs to end it mm-hmm. that hurt. And the me power bomb, that power bomb was really clean through the table too. Yeah. That was a really good match. Well, I thought because of that they were going separate ways. Like, yeah, you could see it, and then they got me at the end. You were like, oh god, okay, so yeah. great. They're carrying that over to another pro. Like, no, break it up, whatever. And then he can go. Uh, I thought Kevin Owens. I thought Alistair Black was go to go to SmackDown. KO would stay on Raw. Because he had stuff going on with the fiend, so I thought that if they didn't like touch base quickly in the coming weeks, that eventually they would you know pick up where they had left off last week. Um, but obviously that that didn't happen. What do you think so. of the fiend and Alexa? Because I'm really digging it. That was awesome. Yeah, and you said you fell asleep for a hot. Second. I literally you fell, fell asleep, asleep for at six the minutes. Worst time. I woke up and the Facebook was going nuts because I her I smile. To so yeah. if you. Pause the picture, or you can see the picture online, where she's you know in the corner and she's kind of leaning backwards. You know what Bray Wyatt and the Fiend they've they've done forever. Um, if you kind of 
take the picture and you flip it upside down, it's so creepy. Obviously, she's smiling. And yeah, it looks that way too. It and I'm I really, well I'm really digging her in this role, and I'm also appreciating how the great fact of the timing was uh, Sister Abigail too. It was great. Yeah, and I re- I'm really appreciating that they're not overdoing her look by giving her makeup, by giving her a mask, by giving her Thanks. an outfit. She yes. looks good in what she's doing. She yes. she has like the the Princess Leia bun, but on top of her head, and she's wearing like a what a, like a jean, like a denim jacket with black on. Yeah. That's perfect because you know they could have put her in face paint. They could have turned her orange, like you know, yeah. um, or whatever. You they, know, they, like... they could have made the mask on her face as the face paint. Yeah. But you know, the fiend is the fiend, and his character is still going to stay the same right. depending on. She what... doesn't need anything but what she has right now, and it's perfect. It oh, yeah. works. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah, and I mean, as as being a Bray Wyatt and being a Fiend fan, trying to figure out what his next feud is on Raw is kind of interesting because we don't know where he's going. Is he a face? Is he a heel? He attacks on, well, they both attack Andrade and Zelina as a send-off for Zelina, but Andrade is, is a kind of a tweener. Yeah. That's, that's the wrestler that I feel bad the most for because he yeah, is he a got, very good wrestler, yeah. and... To, for him to be a free agent and for Titus O'Neil to get drafted over him and for some of these other guys to get drafted over him, like Tucker, like uh, fucking the Lucha House Party. Like, I understand that they're a tag team, but when you have Andrade, who's a former NXT, former United States champion, but yeah. before that, he was and a phenomenal. And now his mouthpiece. Yeah. Which was really helping him get to where he what was. What do you think of him going to NXT? I think it's a little crowded. You think so? I do. Even if you lose Ridge Holland and you lose some of these guys, so it's a temporary, it's a band aid. Well, I mean, I mean, look, they to, threw to, they what, threw to, Ember, to they threw find, Tony, they threw Mercedes back in to find himself again. Uh, he I just, don't know. I, I see. I I think it's a little complicated. He he has no chance uh, of going towards any belts right now. He has no chance of doing any programs because the United States champion is being held captive by Bobby Lashley, which is a smart thing. Because I'm telling you, I do feel like a Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee, Keith Lee, and Bobby Lashley things coming. Sami Zayn goes to, goes to SmackDown. Who instantly I feel like Kevin Owens is going to start a feud with him. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of I really feel bad for the guy because he is a good wrestler. He was very good in NXT after he dropped his little gimmick where he wore the top hat and the mm-hmm. suspenders. And when he gained Vega, when he started to lose, and yeah, she brought him up. She really, she does a she lot for is his character. The character, correct. Yeah. She really helped him. Mm-hmm. She, you know, and she was great on her own. Um, if, you, if you watched her, and uh, I believe she was in Impact and stuff like that. She and, was in Impact, yeah. You know, so, um, you know, she he loses out on a lot, and that means that they lost kind of faith in him and whatever. And and you read the dirt sheets, and, and you they kind of told McMahon you McMahon doesn't even like him. I don't think, and right. that's sad because if you really look at all the people, because that... you know who they like better, they like Angel Garza. Well, he's good, and he's yeah. also. You know, more fluent in English, which, yeah. Which that does and that matter. Sucks for Andrade. That really matters. Yeah. You know, and it sucks. And he's actually trying to learn. You would think that with Charlotte, I think he'll be on Raw. Yeah. Still with Charlotte there, you know, it's his girlfriend. Although I haven't seen pictures of them together. So. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah. Still. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, you okay. you go you go on her Instagram. There's pictures of them still. Oh, okay. All right. She so, she looks good. You can tell she got some work on her face done, but um, you know, she's doing okay. I mean. Is the women's division lacking her? Yes, I think. Especially when you she put her on got, Raw. She should have got sent back over to SmackDown. Mm, I don't know. I think Bianca Belair is going to fill that spot because Bianca okay. Belair. That's a big move. She's very good. 
I don't care what any. I think Bianca Belair yeah. in the ring is just as good as Charlotte is in the ring. Mm. And if you if you match up strength for strength, I think Bianca's stronger. She, yeah, she takes it. Yep. Yeah, she is stronger. And the fact that she you, can overhead press you. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't and, matter how big or oh, you know small. Oh yeah. Matter. And then here's the thing though. With that, you had uh, her husband in real life, Montez Ford. Yeah, they keep couples together. Yeah. So that's why I said about um, Andrade. Now, if you look at the tag team division, I think the Miz and Morrison smart to put them with the New Day. I think they'll have a little feud. Yeah. And then I think Cesaro and Sheamus will go against the Street Profits just for now. Rip um John Morrison is. Oh, he's, he's like 40 yeah. something years old. Man, that's goals. He's, yeah. That's goals right there. Yeah. That dude's awesome. He's probably one of the best guys to never win the title during that when he was hot. Yes. Yes. Like we always talk about you know, the question's always asked, who is the best guy to not win the title? You really got to break it down between errors. Like, yes. if you look at the golden era, you here's the get, thing. You can go top three on yeah. each error, and you can figure it out. Top three to never win the title in the golden era, in my opinion, are Rick Rude, Ted DiBiase, and Mr. Perfect. Mm. Three of the top heels at the time. Rick yeah, Rude and DiBiase was a right. phenomenal heel. And I know Ted DiBiase bought the belt, but that doesn't count. He technically didn't pin anybody or submit anybody. Like, those three guys... In my and you know you can kind of throw Jake the Snake in there too, but Jake the Snake really never Jake the Snake never won a title in the WWF. Mm. And then, I don't I don't see uh, Jake the Snake as a, um, a main eventer though. Exactly. Unfortunately, I see Ted DiBiase as one because he's been there before. I see Rick Rude because he b- did that before, and then Rick Rude also uh, he won the title in WCW, so he can he could have carried that belt. And then he moved to the New Generation era. Number one for me is Razor Ramon, I think, because he was so hot at the time. And who else? I mean, there's a lot of the, John Morrison. I could have seen at least being like the world heavyweight champion. Yeah. Not the WWE champion. Yep. Because, uh, I mean, if Jack Swagger and if Alberto <laughs> Torrio can win the fucking belt, then I think John Morrison, who's athletically 10 times better than yeah. both of those guys, could he could have been champion. Yeah. Definitely. And maybe it's um, in the cards, you know, maybe. Yeah. We, I mean, we for get that well, before. I mean, I know, he's gonna I know the crowd is push. really tough. But, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, Drew and Randy, I think Randy's going to beat him in Hell in a Cell. And I think Randy Orton's going to be champion for a little bit. Mm. There's three Hell in a Cell matches, which is really cool. There was three last year, I think. Was, was there? A, it was a tag team match. It the was, Fiend. Uh, the Fiend. That was and, horrible. And then you Disgrace had... Disgrace to um, professional wrestling. You had Dumpster Sasha. Fire. <laughs> you hot had garbage. Sasha and uh, Becky. Uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, no. Which Sasha, might have opened the show. It did. Which was a banger. Sasha Bailey. I think Sasha Bailey is the main event because they put the kendo stick there, and she kind of sat on top of it, and then a chair in the thing, and then she, she did, did the double whatever. knees against the ladder too. <laughs> yeah, that was a great match. Go watch that back. You should. Uh, the Jay Uso Roman. It's gonna be that's gonna be disturbing because I think Roman's gonna literally beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but the signs are there for the Samoan bloodlines to. They to said form. that they were supposed to, with everything how well that match went um, at the last pay per view, that it was supposed to be a one off. And then they oh, would yeah. add something. Jay and then, Uso. And Jimmy the Gimp saved it, too. Jimmy the Gimp. <laughs> Jimmy the Gimp approves. He, he approves all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Jimmy the Gimp. <laughs> you can ask him. Jimmy the Gimp, what you got for us today? <laughs> all right. Jimmy great. the Gimp. Right. No, the right. best. <laughs> approved by little Jimmy. <laughs> approved by little Jimmy. Oh, yeah. He gets fucking drafted. So now you have, Akira Tozawa is the last pick. Yeah, Akira Tozawa gets picked over Andrade. And Come then, on. And then, and then did you see, I think, you know, when they were giving everybody a little bit of a bio and it said, uh, leader of a ninja clan? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Come on. And the way Stephanie McMahon said it, and she goes, and Raw's resident ninja comes back and stays on Raw. If I, if I, if I really was the guy doing the graphics, I would have said, almost eaten by a shark. Yeah. That would have been, that would have popped me. 
And then for our truth, it was like the 42-time 24-7 And she laughed before as she was yeah. like reading it. That was crazy. You see Stephanie McMahon? Those things were thanging. Those, like, they were flopping out on Monday. Like, on wow, Friday, she was proper. On I Monday, know, it was dressed down Mondays. I know. I seen the first two picks right there. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Well, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with storylines, and you know, you'll hear from us about the lead up to Hell in a Cell. But today is a very special episode because, with the draft being over and not many storylines being born just yet, because of the draft, we decided to do a new segment on the show that I think we're going to do once a month. You said right? Yeah, we'll do it once a month. We're trying to think of names. Will you explain it, Alex? Go ahead. All right, so you know, we I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, and this is a big thing. And like, I listen to Busted Open Radio and Cheap Heat and stuff like that, and the Mass Man Show. And they always I only do. listen to us. <laughs> Ooh, you're so you're so over sh- and over and over right, you're again. You're so straight edge. Excuse me. Um, Stop it. <laughs> so you know, I figured why don't we bring this to the table because this is always great because this is great for. Um, you know, a viewer or listener participation yeah. and making you guys feel like you're a part of what we're doing and your Be voice one with us. Be one with us. <laughs> and so Tom put it, I asked me and I was like, well, let's do like, let's do like a wrestling satchel. Yeah. <laughs> full of, it's not a purse. It's, a satchel. it's not a purse. It's a satchel. So, right. So you guys sent it in. That's the jingling of the, uh, this is a little question. Wicker that basket. You guys all sent in. So thank you. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the questions. We're gonna go one by one. We're gonna go one by one with the questions. Right. We may and get to all of them. We might not. Uh, you know, we, whatever. We probably sh- we probably could. We'll, we'll see what happens. Sweet into the yeah. Point. Um. So what I did was I took all the questions, put them on a piece of paper. I, I'll give you a shout out because thank you for uh, going on Instagram, going on Podbean and Facebook for um your questions, statements, anything about a wrestler. So we had a lot of people reach out to us. There's about twenty to twenty five questions in here or wow. statements. So let's kick it off. Here we go. This I feel like this is the draft. This is how they <laughs> should have the actually draft. drafted people, to be honest with you. All right. So from Tom DePaulo, I went to high school with him. Okay. His um, question is, dream dream pay-per-view card of all time, three matches. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ooh. Oh, you guys didn't tell us that we were going to need like pads and paper. Yeah. So, I so got, I, I'm a writer downer. I got to write stuff. Yeah. Down. So I'll tell you right now, my dream card. I'm going to have Macho Man Randy Savage going up against AJ Styles. Okay. So that's the first one for me. Wow. That's a good match. So just for, because for in the, the ring, they're the like two, Intercontinental yeah, for the old IC yeah, belt, two ring generals. AJ's more of like the new dynamic, kicking and all that stuff. Macho Man's the old school, but great grappler, great aggressive. But can fit in with They can AJ, fit in. Yeah. Um, so, definitely going to go with that. All right. So <clears throat> by you saying that, it kind of tells me where we can go this past, present. Obviously, yeah. this is just for fun. Any way you... Yeah, this is for fun. <laughs> We're not getting graded. Pardon me. Um, no one just, no right, one's so judging that, us. I, I, can't, I can't fault you for that. That's pretty dope. Yeah. It's a good match. So... That's one. Um, my second. Let me see the question again. You keep throwing them out. I'm like, oh. shit, I got to read it. Oh, no. It was basically just dream pay-per-view three matches. Oh, okay. Because he, okay. he wanted us to fill up a whole card, and I was like, that's a lot of mm. matches. So um, Woof. three matches. I, we I went down to three. Yeah, three matches. Um, past, present, whatever it is, of wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Book the territory. Book Fantasy the territory. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely have Macho and AJ for the IC belt. I think coming in a close, not a close, but 
Uh, here, I'm going to switch up a little bit. I'm going to go Cactus Jack against... Um, I'm going to go Cactus Jack and The Fiend. Because Cactus Jack had like this crazy mentality with his promos and his demeanor and his aggressive style. So like you can eat punishment. So like the both yeah. of them just like they just kick out of not... everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight kickout fest, kickout fest twenty twenty. Cactus Jack and the Fiend in a hell in a cell. In hell in a cell. Oh, actually, that's not, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad at all. And I, I, imagine a hell. Oh, and then for the first time ever, hell in a cell barbed wire inferno match. Hell I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I don't, the, the logistics are not working <laughs> yeah I'm like there's not enough money I don't think anybody's budget is that big yeah and um, for number three I'm gonna put 1990 Undertaker against um, Bray Wyatt when he got called up okay so the dark eerie with Paul Bearer as his vocal piece when he was a lot younger, using Paul Bearer against Bray Wyatt when he got called up, because I think Paul Bearer vocally and him would produce very good promos and a good match. So that's my top three. Mm. Two of them's Bray Wyatt, which is fine, but yeah, yeah. I just noticed that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. So I, I think I know who he liked. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I, I got to give you three. I'll give you. Uh... Eddie Guerrero and uh, okay. Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, that's a good one. That's another, Happy birthday, Eddie. Yep. It was another, a great... Did you see the homage to it I, yesterday? I did. How good was that? Yeah, Ricochet I, pulled off very well. I jumped out of my seat. I yeah. was like, you got it. That was fucking <laughs> awesome. And he was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it was perfect. Mm -hmm. It was great. It was the, the way he did it. Because I actually... He fooled me really quick. Not to get off topic, but I really thought he was going to hit the ref and then he would join. But that was masterfully done. Definitely a, a student of the I game. thought of the same thing yeah. that you did when he was hit the ref. Because he, he, he made they both made the eye contact over yep. at the ref, and you thought that's where they were going. And I think that's why uh, Alexander hesitated. And then he, you know, slammed it on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, it was so fucking perfect. It was so perfect. And so, like, it just reminded me of Eddie Guerrero, yep. which I wish that, like, I was watching Eddie, and then I stopped, and then, unfortunately, he passed. And yeah. I, I just wish that we got more of him. He would have been 53. That's young. That he could, he could be have working. still been wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be working right yeah. now. So my match is Macho Man and um, Eddie Guerrero, which is just like, just go in the Iron Man match. Just go. Oh, 60 minutes of glory. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. So that, there's one for you. Uh, let me see. Um, now I'm, I'm trying to think of some tag teams I'm gonna, to switch it up a little bit. So yeah. I would definitely have to go Heart Foundation and the Usos. Okay, that's a good I, I one. I think that would be very entertaining. Kind of different both, kinds of styles both there. Very dependent it, upon each other correct, in the ring. Like right. a, what, like a, what a real Which tag is, team is. You got it. Like us. Yes. Right. We I lead it in. You hammer sandwiches. it down. That's it. I'm the nail. You're the hammer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Big Daddy Hammer. <laughs> so the tag team match, I, I, th okay. I thought was in another dynamic. And then I'm trying to think of like, let's get like with heels. What can we do with heels? Right. So I want to see Rick Rude. Okay. The ravishing one. The ravishing one. And I'm trying to think of who would be best. And I'm going to go out of WWE and I'm going to say MJF right now. Oh, Rick. Well, that's really good. That's Because yeah. if you look at their personas, 
MJF is like a young Rick Rude, just mine. Well, with a different gimmick, but his attitude is the same. His demeanor is the same. He makes oh. fun of everybody. The sweat hogs. He doesn't call them sweat hogs, but I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty that's a good insulting. one. I like yeah. that one. Oh well, thanks, Tom. Yeah. I appreciate that, and I'm sh- I know you have another one probably, but <laughs> oh, next- <laughs> this one's gonna be there. No. <laughs> Christine. Did Christ- say boo boo boo? <laughs> no. Christine asks, "What's you the what's your least?" Crumbled that up real quick. <laughs> Christine, my wife asks, He's least getting divorced." <laughs> your least favorite theme song for a wrestler? <laughs> hmm. Oh man, yeah. Uh, you can do a whole topic on the. On, I know. You can do a whole topic on music. Actually. We could, yeah. That's another. That's, that's another a, topic. So out of your wife's so, question, we got a whole another topic for another week. So I, thank you, thank you. If I had to pick one that I hated the most, um, of all time, mm. test. I hated it. I hated <laughs> this that. Is this a is a test. I'm like, shut up. I would either say <laughs> write the censor. Like. Oh, the. Oh. Or. I mean, it's not even a theme song, but no. I, I, I get it. Yeah, it's probably right to censor for me, just because it's obviously the most annoying. But oh, we the people, really? Yep, can't. That's a good song though. Can't, can't do it. It's obnoxious. Dun, 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 dun. That's how it goes. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's obnoxious. Oh, you pick one. Oh yeah. <laughs> just put it on the the board. Put it on the board. Shuffling. Let me see. Oh, this isn't something stupid. Oh, Ed. <laughs> you sit down for drinks with three people uh, in the business. One. Yeah, Ed. That's what I'm talking. Those are questions, buddy. All right. I'll t- yeah. I thought of this. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon, Mr. Perfect, and uh, The Undertaker for me. Okay. Gorilla Monsoon, just because I want to pick his brain about how he called each match so fluidly. Uh, Undertaker just because he's my favorite and he's just a cool guy outside and he loves drinking and Mr. Perfect just because he was more than phenomenal in the ring and I heard of so many stories of him being like a really funny guy and knowing all this stuff because of his lineage with his father and the whole Hennig dynasty in Minnesota wrestling and all yeah. that stuff so I'm going to go with those three guys okay I'm trying to think of what I'm just really cool. sit down for drinks with three people man all right, so The Rock. And you'll be drinking his tequila. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who make you drink his tequila? <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll drink If we're it. drinking, we're drinking Terramana. So The Rock, I'm definitely... <laughs> and, then make, and then make a four-hour-long Facebook Live video about it and get $18 million off of it. The Rock, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's got to be... Drink it in, man. Yeah, that's got to be crazy. And I had the third one. In, in, if you would have asked me a minute ago, when, as I was looking at the thing... It, this answer came and went. So I had The Rock, Chris Jericho. Oh, man, who's my third? Give me a minute to think about it. Let's see. I'm trying to think of past and present. The Rock, Chris Jericho. And You're not going to drink with your boy? What, Macho Man? I would, I would love. He'll would just love berate you. He'll just berate you and make sure you don't stare at Elizabeth in the corner. I would love a drink, but I don't think I'm going to get, you know, you won't. You're thinking about the questions, you want to answer these. Give me a Coors Light. <laughs> right. You want to think of these and like what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I'm, I'm going to have to go. I want to say Stone Cold. Okay. Yeah. You know, kind of cheesy questions It's and stuff, but, um, but yeah, definitely. So Stone three. Cold, for me, it was Gorilla, The Undertaker, Mr. Perfect. For you, it was 
Stone Cold. Jericho. Jericho and, and Rock. Rock. Okay. Yeah. Next question from Ed again. Who takes over for Vince McMahon? Where will the industry go under that person's leadership? Wow. I really think there's only one answer, and that's obviously Triple H, in my opinion. Because I think you'd get the most out of him. You will. You know what I mean? And like, what he's doing right now, obviously, yeah. in NXT. You don't say Shane. Shane's grappling with some no, fucking no, dude no. in underground. Stephanie's having her tits hanging out. Yeah. Winning awards and all that <laughs> shit. He's so honest he and stuff. And it's like you, you'd get a great answer out of him now as opposed to maybe 10 years ago. Okay. When he was a little bit more of a talent as opposed to, you know, a boardroom guy. Before he started wearing the suits. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think you get different answers out of him, you know, um, and that's true when you – after they do the takeovers, they do a, um, a media conference call or whatever, and they talk about stuff. He's honest. Uh, um, ah, this guy got hurt. This, this is a great match, whatever. They were, he talks about that stuff um, to the media after every takeover on like a Facebook Live or like whatever they do. And um, I think that's a good answer. I think that the thing that trip the thing with Triple H that kind of makes him different than everybody else, if you look at Shane and Stephanie, is that Triple H obviously knows the business. Yeah, he's been the flag bearer for the business. He's been the champion for the business for multiple times, mm-hmm. and he's, he he he's knows the in and outs really well. And he brought up NXT at a point where after it was FCW, and he mm-hmm. put his heart and soul into that. And for for once, for I mean, for a while there, and he's been trusted to do so. And continues to do so mm-hmm. with the help of, well, his crew. Yeah. Who's been doing it. You have pretty much all the DX running NXT. <laughs> Minus Billy Gunn, yeah. Minus the gun, yeah. Yeah. Shawn Michaels' eyes were looking one way, but yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he's keeping an eye on both opponents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's watching both practice rings at the same time. Um, no, but honestly, what Triple H is really doing is just setting himself up for the future. And the storylines that he's coming up with, the different stipulations that he's bringing back to wrestling. Example, War Games. Example, mm. uh, he's bringing Halloween Havoc back. They're bringing Great American right. Bash back. They're bringing all this old right. nostalgic stuff that true wrestling fans that do watch NXT remembered and knew. Yeah, and, and so, kudos, to, and kudos his, to him. Him and his brain trust. and the people. Yeah. It's all about the people you surround yourself with. Anybody exactly. successful will tell you that. Exactly. Um, you want to keep people like-minded people. Sometimes you want some opposition in there for the different point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that he surrounds himself with are the people he trusts the most and have like 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 ideas. And you clearly see that um, with all the cool things they're doing. They're rehashing new old WCW stuff, which the Halloween Havoc thing, man, I got excited for. It is. Especially, I think, the fact that they have Shotzi Blackheart doing it. She's is perfect. Smart. Yeah. She's also sexy. But, yeah. Um, yeah, she's the perfect person because, like, she can be like Elvira. Because I think Elvira mm-hmm. helped to do those uh, Halloween they, She back did in the day. back yep. in the day, yeah. She did back in the day. So I really that was, like, hope... late 90s. No, late 80s, early 90s. Yes, when when she was big. Yeah. You know, during Halloween, she would always be on television, like, uh, Channel 11 and stuff, mm-hmm. introducing movies and uh, late night stuff. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for my person, I got to I – I'm sorry to ride your coattails, but That's I got to – You make such a hard – Hard argument because I'm, yeah, the argument's there because there's not really anybody else that's doing anything besides him. And and really, you get um you get a perspective of the business because it's changed also. And he's been in different generations. Oh yeah, and he's seen it. So you know, he's been in three, four errors, five he, errors. He's seen so much, so he you'd have so much more to talk to him about mm-hmm. and get information about than you would with anybody um 
past or even present yeah, today. Like Bruce Pritchard, even though Bruce Pritchard is the guy that's kind of running yeah, both shows so, right so now. Bruce Pritchard isn't bad. Um, if I kind of get his take every week on his podcast. Yeah. If because, I had to pick a number two, well, this is far fetched number two. But he's also very like, you know, Bruce Pritchard. If you listen to his podcast, I do every once in a while. I just don't have like two and a half hours to spend. Yeah. Um, he's very reserved, obviously, because he is still working for them. Um, but you can see like he, he dances around questions. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more of a private setting, you'd get a better answer from him. If I had to pick a number two guy, even though no, just storylines, I'm gonna go Paul Heyman. Oh, just man. be just because of what he did with the wrestlers that no one really looked at and yeah. really gave Apollo, Andrade, Alistair, Ricochet the time to shine and and Cedric Alexander. His view on why he sees people differently than the next guy. Yeah. He was responsible for Eddie yeah. Guerrero having his success because yeah, of he was in ECW. when Eddie was in ECW, they made a huge trade bringing Jericho and the Un-Americans to Raw, and they brought some Eddie Guerrero over. And there was the everyone was joking. He's like, just watch what Eddie Guerrero can do. And, I mean, just, yeah. The history, right? Yeah. So, and then yeah. it wrote itself. Yeah, I think right, you, so you're up question. next to pick. Yep. Yeah. All right, all right. Good question, Ed. Thank you. Tom D. writes... Best Mania entrance. Oh. oh, best Mania entrance. For me, now what's the? Well, I guess it's whatever criteria. Time. Well, yeah, but what? What the criteria is? It's our question, so we can answer. However, yeah. so um, when it comes to pyro and, and stuff like that, so yeah, uh, best for, Mania entrance. For me, it's it's WrestleMania Nine with Taker and the Vulture and coming in on the on the. Uh, uh, on the on the what's it called? What's the what's the? It's a, no. It's the two guys are dragging it. There's a wheel in the back. Oh man, yeah, uh, I know. Um, yeah, I yeah. know. I know what you're talking about. I see it in my mind. Rickshaw, a rickshaw, rickshaw. Yeah, yeah. probably either. Yeah, that. like when you go to AC. Yeah, definitely. For me, board. that's that. Just because of the setting and the green smoke and the eerie presence of the Undertaker. That would that's up there, and then for me another one I would say Shawn Michaels WrestleMania twelve, where he came ziplining ziplining zip into the as arena. Safe as that was. Yeah, I mean Vince McMahon did it first. Oh, you know who I want? The other person I thought about going back a couple questions. I think to Ed's last question was um, who I wanted to talk with. Um, Owen Hart. Yeah, that that's who I was thinking of, and R.I.P. I, I Owen. It. Yeah. But um, so to go back to this question mm-hmm. about uh, best mania entrances, oh man, I'm slightly biased because I've been to two of them, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think of anything from there. Nothing really. I have another one, but I, I want to see if you're going to say it though. Um, and I'm trying to think of what happened in New Orleans because all in New Orleans was just lit. Charlotte Flair's Charlotte Flair had a really good entrance. She did her um with the one from New York or from um the one from uh New Orleans. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, Alexa Bliss had a good one because where I was sitting you can see her getting ready. Yeah. It was dark. She was in a chair, she was coming down. Um but but that wasn't like oh my god, like remembering it. Here's a good one. How about um, Rusev from WrestleMania thirty one? With the tank? I mean it it's a shame they didn't do anything else past that oh, point. Oh, God. And, and so that's why it's a little disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, I'm going to go back to, I think it was 30, 33 in Orlando when the Hardy Boys came back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It had no, no, uh, you know, no objects needed. Like, you know, you don't need a, 
you didn't need the. You didn't need anything. You, yeah, and I think that's what makes certain things. Oh, we can special. also say thirty-two with the big box of bootios. That was kind of funny. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. but if, it, if you, when you guys were able to get one of those props, that's awesome. The big the, bootio flakes. The pop that the Hardys got deserves to be in that spot. Road Warriors esque. Yeah. Because they got more, they got more <laughs> grander as the years went on. So when you think about like WrestleMania, you think of all the pageantry and all the pyro and all that shit. So Ed, so so far it's just been Ed and Tom. <laughs> I've been shuffled. Thank you guys. Uh, hello, Ed. Another question from Ed Carragher. Choose a wrestler that could have been the face of the business but never had the opportunity. Or didn't pan out, past or present. Whoa. And for well, me, you know. I'm going to say Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um, we talked about him a couple yeah. episodes ago for that exact point. Sim- simply put, Razor Ramon had the charisma. He had the promo skills. He had the mic skills. He had the wrestling ability. But he never got the chance to fully be the WWF champion because they had to put so much value back into the IC belt. And Brett was the world champion. And I bet you Brett bitched about it because he didn't want to be IC champ. And... All the momentum was going towards Brett's way, so Razor kind of got put on the back burner, probably causing him to leave for more money. But definitely what Razor Ramon was doing at that time against Shawn Michaels in that program that they had leading up to WrestleMania 10 and their two infamous ladder matches at WrestleMania 10 and SummerSlam of that same year. Yeah. For me, it's definitely Razor Ramon. Because he came in so hot and he for did. such a short period of hot time. Feel. And then, like, I don't, I just don't know what. 92 about nah, the 1993 Royal Rumble challenge for the uh, WWF championship against Bret Hart. And mm-hmm. then he had a, a couple um, pretty headline main events uh, Survivor Series matches. He teamed, he teamed up with Ric Flair against Macho Man and Mr. Perfect. He had the be- the second best match at WrestleMania 10, in my opinion. SummerSlam that same year was the best match. Against Shawn Michaels, the, ladder, the first ladder match. Yeah, the first ladder match was the second best match at WrestleMania 10. The first one was obviously Brett Nolan. Yeah. Um, but for me, definitely just Razor Ramon. He had everything that you wanted in a wrestler, everything, and he just never got his push. Simple as that. Hmm. And I don't know if it was backstage, but probably. I mean, just like everything, there's yeah. always politics involved. I think that maybe McMahon saw him having a, a program with Shawn Michaels being more relevant for a future than Yokozuna at the time because Yokozuna was with Bret Hart mm. and Lex Luger was intertwined in there too. So if you really look at Razor Ramon's ability, I think he worked he worked well with Sean, very well. That's because Sean was very good at selling stuff. So for me, I would say it's Razor Ramon. Okay. Hands down. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say Mr. Perfect. I mean, that was the perfect answer, but... Yeah, no, I'm going to go Razor. I think Perfect at the time, he... He did all that he can do with that belt, and he made that belt what it is. He was on, like, a different trajectory, you know, for the most part. Um, My answer to this question, man, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm going to have to probably say current. Um, I want to say Kevin Owens. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, he won the Universal Championship. Yeah. You know, I held it for, uh, you know, uh, they lost to the Goldberg. Cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, and that wasn't helping. No. You know, because I think that had to do with, like Saudi stuff was starting around there mm-hmm. too. Um, but I feel like he has so much more, and we could see that he could be getting more of a push. We don't know. Um, but with the he trend, needs to he does he needs with the way to. trends go and what we've seen in the past may or may not be likely. Like so, we don't really even know. 
Um, another one you can say is Owen. Obviously, oh, his yeah. passing is a little yeah. bit different. Well, um, Owen Hart always lived in the shadow of, of Brett. Of his, of his brother, which we talked about. Um, mm-hmm. He's better than his brother. Um, Absolutely. You know, that's a hot take. Um, Everywhere he's better. With me. Promo, wrestling, everything. Yeah. O- overall personality, because Brett has the personality of like the bottom of a shoe. Brett, nice Brett Hart was basically a script reader, in my opinion. Did his job. Did what he needed you told to him, do. You told him what you needed to say. And he, he changed it. maybe one word. Yeah. Like he put the or of or a in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Basic words that really you can't tell yeah. the difference between two sentences. Right. Uh, so, for, yeah. yeah I so, uh, like, I think Kevin Owens is kind of getting the short end of the stick right now. Um, but, again, hopefully it, it changes for the better. It would mm-hmm. be uh, so much better. Um, let him actually get a run with the title um, and just let him go. Just yeah. let him be just that vicious heel that came up and beat John Cena. Like that guy. Yeah. That's who we need because that, that makes Kevin um, so much more effective. It does. He has to be a heel. Yeah, he's got to be a heel. And he can play that tweener role. He's kind of in between like that badass, Stone Coldish kind of guy. But I'm kind of over everybody trying to become that. Um, It's a nice different wrinkle. It has to come to you. Yeah. And, Jid, if you want to keep going, let's talk about Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah. You know, he could he Samoa could, he Joe, some one of the most underrated wrestlers, healthy. in my opinion. Yeah. And another guy who, you know, really can work. And, and if he stays healthy, he's, so he's very underrated. good. He's one of the best in the promos. He's so he's underrated. He's great on commentary right now. He's great on commentary. Yeah. He's just great in everything, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right, Ed. Your... Great question, Ed. <laughs> great question. Great questions, Ed. Oh, did you pick that one or did I do? No, I think I did. Oh. Yeah, pick it. You oh, already got it. Next question comes from Jeff Noise. Noise, noise. Who should have Who should have been revealed as the one releasing GTV? <laughs> Christian, <laughs> kick, kick out of that one. Uh-huh. Go ahead, uh, GTV. I'm gonna say now. This was at a time during the Attitude Era where it was just like random. I forget about this, so I'm, random, I'm not gonna uh, yeah. put my two cents in because this I forgot about that. So <sighs> if I had to say the one that picking GTV, I just think that. I just I'm gonna say that it was basically what was the premise of GTV? Just backstage camera, like backstage black and white, just random spots, like surveillance cameras. Okay. Yeah, GTV. Something that would kind of work now and didn't really get anywhere. There there was one of like when Big Show they killed that angle, right? Yeah, there was one that was like Big Show was in the bathroom in the urinal and some guy was looking at him like looking down in like a weird way oh kind of checking him out yeah i would say i think it was either no you know what i'm just gonna say that it was the, just the wwf in general because like uh, of what the attitude like era was doing big brother sort of yeah thing. like like they wanted i think the wwf wanted to be I mean, even though they were very graphic and realistic in that era. Yeah. The stuff you can't era. do today. That, yeah. That would not pass. Everything that they did, minus a couple things. Because if you look at the time, like, it. they had the real world. They had, like, all these different, sh- like, reality. Like, reality-based see, tele- television see, was actually, kind of growing at because, the time. Because you say that, it would work with The Miz. It would. It would work with The Miz if you Miz were trying TV, to do yeah. that again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, for me, I'm going to say it was just the WWF in general. I think they wanted to grasp because they knew reality TV was coming. So, that's why they wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. And Alex is up. Thank you, Jeff. It's from Cody. My buddy Cody, my fraternity brother. Oh, better McMahon, Shane or Steph? Oh, <laughs> excellent question. Excellent question, Cody. Thank you. 
Well, as far as looks go, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Um, right. Shane's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really interesting to look at. Right. Um, when I think of Shane McMahon, I think of a one-trick pony in the ring. All of his matches are very similar. He sells very how, well. How much pain can he endure yes. and still get up and how then, many... boom, throw it coast to coast <laughs> and that's it. How many... <laughs> Right, big like, boot. Thank you, thank you. I was waiting for that. Go yeah. ahead, Derek. Big boot, like drop. Let's get out of here. <laughs> big boot, leg drop. Start the car. Yep, that's, let's go. That's what I was. Uh, Shane for. McMahon match. Come in, get the shit beat out of you. Wear a really cool baseball jersey. What was that? The King of the Ring with uh, yeah, him and Kurt Angle. Angle. Yep. Yeah, let me get th- let me get thrown through two glass through. And he said two that he worked he worked in of glass. Yeah. Oh yeah, Shane. Uh, Kurt Angle broke his tailbone in that match. Yeah. Now Shane McMahon's a one trick pony. Um, high spot, high spots, all this shit, coast to coast. Good night, go home. Uh, get ten stitches. See you later. He is in my Jordan. Yeah. On now. Okay. So now we gotta dissect this real quick. Obviously in the ring, Shane yeah, is better than Stephanie. Yeah. On the microphone, and to get more heat, Stephanie's better than Shane. Yeah. I think Stephanie did a better job with storytelling with the Triple H and the Trish Stratus angle that they had in the Attitude Era. The whole time of, you know, the whole lead up with getting with Triple H during the programs, because technically she was married to Edge, I mean, to Test. And that whole program is really cool. And uh, with her mother and slapping her mother on TV and the whole, you know, destruction of the, the McMahon family. Ten that's minutes later, her, they're getting stunned. That's where her real heel persona that's, came out. That's and her bread and butter. Her yeah. bread and butter is that. <laughs> Written yeah. on a piece of bread. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she slept with a macho man. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to hear that story. I think it's true. I don't know. A lot of people say it's true. I heard. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to do a Macho Man impersonation and say something funny. Gave her that elbow drop. Yeah. Elbow drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee in the big time. Uh, if I had to pick between Shane and Stephanie because of what that era was really producing, I am going to say Stephanie because... I think that she did a better job of carrying the programs that she was in because they were such large programs in wrestling at the time. Yeah. Uh, Shane McMahon comes in. He actually first came in as a referee. If you look at the 1990-1991 Warrior Rumble matches, the Warrior Rumble match itself, he is one of the referees on outside the on the floor. God, then how he co- old did he have to uh, be at that time? This is, what, 30? He was probably in his 20s. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? Good for Vince to have him start like that. You know, because that's how well, Vince he, he said he said he said he helped build the rings and yeah. stuff too. So. He did what he needed to do. Yeah, and then he becomes he worked um, there on his own. You yeah, know, like like a regular. He guy. was wearing a suit. He was a producer, and then Mean Street Posse came in, character development, everything, and then he's jumping off Hell in a Cells. Um, <laughs> right, but twenty just just to keep the storylines going and to keep the program flowing and not stopping. I'm gonna say it was Stephanie. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, for all the same reasons, uh, especially what what she's doing today, you know, from a, a corporate yeah. perspective, you know, all the stuff that uh, all she the awards does, all she the wins, awards, and and uh, I believe she goes to school or did and got like whatever. Like from a business perspective, probably nobody better. Uh, for the in ring, I think she had more personality and everything that she did. She was heel mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. Um, she definitely brought it. Shane was just yeah. like. An accentuated piece and um, just for high spots and for little pops to move along storyline. He did have more character than she did. Absolutely. But she was involved with a lot more things that I think as a whole 
became more important I mean, look, look at the, the pro- era. Look at the promos with Jericho Rock and her yes. and Booker T. Like oh, that in general. Yes. Yep. You know, now, her, her, she did get breast implants. She did. You know, right. Yeah, she did. Right. But who didn't? Right. Next question from my brother-in-law, Anthony Pino. Oh, by the way, my brother-in-law, Anthony, is going to be on Chop next week. Oh, uh, no October way. 24th. Yeah. So oh, if, if anyone's listening to this before October 24th, Check out Chopped and Food Network Tuesday nights at I think either 9 or 10 he's going to be on. I forgot that show. From Cunard Tavern. If you're in East Boston, check out his food. He's a great cook. And he's an even better brother-in-law. Excluding The Rocky, excluding The Rock, what's your favorite wrestler appearance in a TV show or a movie? Oh, uh, I'll go. Uh, I like, I, I want to I be right here. And I think it was Boy Meets World. Ah, uh, with Vader. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the dad? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Leon White in real life. Yep. yep. Yeah. That was cool. That was for funny. Me, for me, I, I think that one. Because he had a couple, he had a little bit of an arc for a storyline. Yeah. He popped up uh, frequently. For me. That one came right away. Yep. I'm going to say, uh, excluding The Rock, I was going to say The Rock on SNL. Uh, yeah, that was good when he was at yeah. the chimp. <laughs> eating the apple and he pulls the apple out of his mouth <laughs> oh here's one duh andre the giant the princess bride oh of course yeah anybody I, want I, a peanut damn it you put me to it <laughs> that was a good question anthony thank you yeah all right alex you pick anybody want a peanut anybody want a peanut <laughs> 1999 king of the ring who raised the briefcase <laughs> jay didn't he he put that on facebook yeah he did you can answer that one. All right. All right. So the 1999 King of the Ring, who raised the briefcase? Now, I think it was the big boss man because the big boss man was actually fired from the corporation the week before. And technically, had nothing to do with Vince McMahon. He was the one responsible. And guess what? The next week, he's back with Vince McMahon. That's how the storyline was. They really never said that it was actually him that did it. But if you actually look at who was in the group because that's when they had the corporation and all that stuff. You had Shane and Vince against Stone Cold in the ladder match. Right. It was definitely Big Boss Man. And they really did a bad job of telling that story, in my opinion, because for to start a program with Big Boss Man and Stone Cold on paper, and when you say it, it doesn't really sound that interesting, but other I think characters... It was a jumping off point to get to something else. Yeah. So it was like a, a mean time yeah. to, to keep people uh, busy. Yeah. I mean, you could have brought other characters into it, but I think it was the big boss man simply because of his storyline the week before and the week after. So if you put it on paper and you really think about it, it was definitely the big boss man. Big boss. Thank and you, Jay. So happy to. <laughs> He's like, who wrote the briefcase? <laughs> we got to get Jay in here. I know. I can get Jay in. It would be funny. Because you know what's really funny? These two schmucks. <laughs> like they're obsessed with Liverpool soccer and I always joke around saying like I know much about Liverpool and I'm like you guys should start a podcast about it did they do like it? oh yeah we'll do it and like yeah, bullshit and then I'm like you should come on our I was talking about wrestling and they're like we don't want we don't know nothing I'm like that's the whole point right so I can laugh at you and you can be the butt of the joke my wife Christine thank you Christine favorite theme song of all time how do, how do we manage <laughs> to get both of her questions the best and the worst um well, I mean, for me, the big... Oh, God. Uh, there's too many for me. Mr. Perfect, Val Venus is a great theme song. <laughs> D-Lo be. Brown, Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, uh, Stone Cold. Those are your favorites? Yeah. I'm, I'm an ass, ass man. man. <laughs> 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 I'm an ass man. 
So many asses, so little time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, you have uh, Jake the Snake's music was really cool. Yeah, it was like it was like slithery. <laughs> yeah, it no. felt like you were walking through like uh, corn maze. I like old school Undertaker. I lost. I. I mean, with I could, the real like organ, yeah. kind of sound. I, I could have took a shit, made a five course meal. And the Undertaker still be walking down the entrance. He's halfway through the ring. Yeah, well, he well he walked slow on purpose because the match was against someone that he hated. He did that on purpose. You know that, right? Oh no. Yeah. The faster he walked, the more he liked you. Basically, the oh, slower, shit. the longer the entrance was. The f- yeah. Was, did he was, did he do that all the time? I think he did. Mm, wow. Well, well once, now you got to go and watch all his entrances yeah. to see if he really. Liked I think you he blatantly said that. But if I had to pick my top, Mister Perfect. Mm, I love the Valvinus one. And uh, I'll I'll scooch uh, Mr. Ass out of the way, and I'll go old school Undertaker Oregon. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I like uh, old school rock. Mm. Um, trying to think. Uh, the, the one that the, doesn't have like all the bass in it. Yeah. The one that's the, like, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but not like the one that we played smell? to start. Yeah, the one that we played to start uh, one of our podcasts. I think was about the rock. It was about the rock. You're right. Um, that one. So it's okay. like the original one, maybe I mean, not. How, how could you not? How could you not like the Rock's music too? You so know what even, I mean. Even his one today gets you going, oh, gets yeah. you pumped. Like what else gets a, a pump? Like um, so I like when you hear um, the glass shatter. Oh yeah, because you yeah. know you know business is about to pick up. I mean, say. between July second and July fifth, Hulk Hogan's music is probably up there. <laughs> I'm a real. Yeah. Um, I like Batista's music. Boop, I like. Boop. <laughs> no, yeah. Play the trumpet. Uh, oh, Batista's good. Yeah, Batista. I like I Edge's, walk alone. Ed, Edge's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, his music now. On this day. Yeah. I see clearly. Again, stuff that gets you pumped, I think, is, is good. I like Randy Orton's first music. Hey, there's nothing mm-hmm. you can say. Yeah. That's a good song. Yep. That's current stuff. Um, like I don't like Braun Strowman's music. AJ I'm Styles is think, cool. I'm trying to think of anything in the past that really was mm-hmm. because it's all developed. Like now it's like music, music, you know, oh, Sa- I mean, Chris Jericho, Sasha Banks's music is actually yeah. pretty good. Kurt Angle's music was good. I thought it, that was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we started an episode uh, yes. with his music. Um, that see, that's iconic. Like opening, like the couple first seconds of a song, the first five seconds, like Val Venus. Yep. When he says, hello, ladies, and just leads into the sultry sounds of a saxophone, you know, it's, yeah, you know its business is about to pick up literally in more ways than one. Yeah. My wife coming in with the, with the clutch question. Oh, no, you're up. you got to pick. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty good questions. Yeah. I, I think she wanted the answer that we didn't give her, which was, was Mr. <laughs> Boop-Boop-Boop. Uh, boop, so, all right, let's see. Ruffling it up. Ah, your brother-in-law again. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite and least favorite wrestling t-shirt. Oh, Okay. That's good about merch now. Yeah, That's now we're on the merch about. topic. My favorite wrestling shirt. Favorite and least favorite. Um, I mean the Austin three sixteen shirt is fun. Is you know just you can you can say some of these are favorite and least all in the same. Yeah, thing. because if if they're out now, and if they're overdone, you're like okay, like yeah. a Hulkamania shirt. Yeah. Least favorite. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Hot take. You and suck balls. Anything Hogan? <laughs> uh, although, I, I have to say, his Hollywood Hulk Hogan stuff was actually His merch was cool. good with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything, w- all warrior stuff. 
Garbage. Garbage. Hot trash. Um, now, now my favorite stuff. I mean, Macho Man, purple something, purple shirt, Macho Man purple, is up there. Purple shade, Macho cream Man. I own one. Um, the cream of the crop shirt. Um, I don't know if they have it's not an a, actual yeah, one. Yeah, it's not. Um, I have it, but it's like um, a wrestling, uh, pro wrestling tee One shirt. of my favorite shirts, my Damien Sandow blue one. That's a good shirt. You like that one. Yeah, you have yeah, that Yeah, when it's one. the... Yep. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got the robe on. Yeah, and, but it's like the... It's like the animal and it turns into the human. It's like that. Yes, it's the evolution. Evolution, sort of and it was him yeah. at the end. That was a good one. My uh. one of my favorite Macho Man shirts is it's just Macho Man written on it, and then it has like the stars, like he used mm-hmm. to have on his trunks. That's a good shirt. Um, I'm trying to think of another. Any John Cena shirt. shirt I don't like. Well, they're all campy. They're colorful. Yeah, they're done on purpose. Yeah, fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles um, shirt. Yeah, The Rock. Layeth the Smackdown shirt or the one that said Just Bring It was very good. The Just any Bring shirt, It classic one. Any shirt black with the huge white writing is very good. Nothing. I don't really like shit on the back. Mm. But a lot of yeah, the shirts depends, now are all depends black. Depends on the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, they're all black. Which, you know. Well, except the New Day. New Day has different color colorful shirts. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I guess that works. Um, yeah. What else? Who, who else? Are, you know. The Triple H shirts, I'm not big into that whole. You know, fucking you gotta follow on Instagram. tap out clothing, UFC yeah. sh- shit looking. You got to follow in um, terms, the sidious Varrocanus. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, yeah. Triple H's stuff. Um, Edge's stuff back then. The Radar uh, Superstar yeah. was like kind of camo, kind of tap out, kind of um, Ed, Ed Hardy-ish yeah. kind of shirts. Um, I, I, I can't stand Randy Orton's. All Randy Orton's merch is just snakes. When it's he like, even put feast out a, on me. Well, he just put a, this. A, a put a put a line out of shirts. Did he? Uh, yeah, he's got like his own Viper clothing. clothing. Line. I forget what it's called. I think it starts with an S. I want to say Slither for some reason. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually not even trying to be uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. No, his wife you. poses in it, which uh, she's a very fine looking woman. Is, but yeah. um, what else on, on topics of shirts? That's a that's a great question a great because question. there's so much great merch. Man. I mean, when you think of a shirt, like you think the, of the Austin 316. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's the shirt of shirts. The shirt of shirts that sold the most. Um, and still does. And mm-hmm. even with the um, it's the skull with the blue flames coming out of the eyes. Yep. with 316 on the back. I have that shirt. Um, I wear it occasionally. Like I buy a lot of Macho Man shirts, obviously. Um, Shawn Michaels and the Rock merch shirts. wasn't like, bad. I buy stuff from Homage. Homage sells great yeah. merch. Shawn Michaels shirts were very like they started off being like you know just him on the front then it got to like this whole Catholic with the crosses because that's his character outside yeah, the ring too correct. RVD 420 shirt was good <laughs> um, you know who had great merch too Razor Ramon with yes. the little razor blade yeah. insert yeah that was great now here's a shirt infamous Carlito shirt the shirt on the with front the apple? it says do you spit or swallow <laughs> that's what it said on the that's what it said on the shirt yeah, yeah, uh, that was baby blue. I remember that was a pretty. That was like when they were like very edgy. I mean the DX shirt. That I don't like it. It's very. It's just boring. Two words. Suck it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, on the wall. That's a pretty yeah. boring shirt. Degeneration yeah. X shirt. But if uh, I had to pick a favorite, I would definitely say my Macho Man, purple shirt. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, the shades. The classic one of the shades. I'm trying to think of like anybody in like NXT who's got great merch right now. Yeah, least favorite, dial me up. I don't want that DX shit. I don't want that uh, Shawn Michaels shit. Dial that away for me. <laughs> he said that last week. Get it away. Get it away. All right, next question. What you got? Next question. Jay again. Fabulous Muda. 
Fabulous Moolah, what's owed to her? Absolutely nothing, because she was a uh, very bad person. Yeah. Listen to the episode about um, whether we, uh, the tragedies of professional wrestling, and she is a very bad person. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody that's a former pimp, a former abuser, a former woman that used to make all of her... A slap to the face. Slap to the did, face. From the hand that she... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nothing's owed to her because she got a battle royal name taken out of context with her. So yeah. for me, nothing's owed to Mula. Yeah, Simple as that. Science heal delivered. I'm yours. You're up. Obviously, another joke question. Shuffle him around. Let's. I don't see. think he took that question. Oh, I mean, he knows. He knows I know. Yeah, yeah, he knows which. Uh, yeah. Chord to strike. Love you though, Jay. Jay again. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, which wrestler from a former era works the best today? Would work the best today. Oh, would work the best today. Okay. So Ooh, man. That's a whole that's a whole uh that's a whole episode. But great question. That's a serious, very good that's question. A serious Jay. question, isn't it? Uh which wrestler from a former era would work the best today? If I had to take his gimmick just because of what's going on today, alive, I would alive or dead, obviously. Alive or dead. trying to think of somebody small because we're kind of moving towards smaller-esque guys. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my Hasbro. Yeah, I know. That's a good place. That's I'm, what looking I'm looking at my Hasbro because I'm going to pick somebody from the golden era. Wow. Um. <laughs> Berserker. <laughs> the Berserker. No. Um. Wow. I think I'm going to say Ravishing Rick Rude. Just because his promo work at that time would work so well today Mm -hmm. with the whole fan interaction and his in-ring skill. He had the look, too. He was like, you know, he was very in-depth with the women. That that part wouldn't work today. Attitude error, yes. Yeah. Uh, But just because of his promo work and what he did and his wrestling ability, I would definitely say Ravishing Rick Rude would do well in today's programming. Because there really isn't a character that has that gimmick of being like a... I mean, Angel Garza does, but he doesn't have the look of Rick Rude. Yeah, he he plays... If you dialed him up a little bit, he would kind of come off that way. But mm-hmm. he's scaled down to a version of what we see today yeah. and what's acceptable for today. So that that's actually a good comparison. Right, so I'm going to say do you think? Um, Ricky the Dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just, you know, we're... And I, and I technician, you know technician, you know one I put him on NXT. I oh. wouldn't even go in the main roster. So technically, imagine uh, Ricky the Dragon like Johnny Gargano wrestling. <laughs> Chain wrestling clinic. Oh my yeah, goodness. clinic one on one. That's a good pick. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see where is Ricky out there. I didn't. I no. I didn't even look over there to. Did Ricky fall? He's there. Ricky. He's probably in the back. I see Akeem, 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 and then there's no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're fucking a key. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, Jeff Noyes. Was Triple H as good as he thought to be? Mm. Is that, uh, mm. Man, see, I, w- I want to get his take on that because he wrote that for a reason. Yeah. So I'm sure he's got a hot take there. Okay. Do I think Triple H is overrated? No. Yeah, that's basically what he's asking. Do, do, we just talked about him. Yeah. About being do I him. think that he's the one of the best of all time? Uh, he's around long enough that he's padding stats. You know, we yeah. talk about that in sports. Was he a 14-time champion? Mm, something like that. Yeah. Give or take. 
What he's doing now is phenomenal. Right. My favorite version of Triple H was probably the birth of the game. Yeah. The Gene, promo that jean jacket. The promo that he gave to Jim Ross when he called himself the game for the first time at that backstage interview was probably the best version of Triple H I, I ever liked. Because if you look at was Triple that H when he was coming back from that injury. Yes. If you look at Triple H, he started off as the blue blood. Yep. And then he became part of DX where he kinda gave him like that, you know appeal of being a bad boy. Yeah. And then Sean leaves, finds himself, and then he's thrown into the forefront and he, now he has to be a leader. I didn't like him as a leader of DX. He's a better heel, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When he was in Evolution, he was very good. That Between the beginning of the game and Evolution, Evolution those yeah. are the two times of DX I really enjoyed. The whole, I mean, of Triple H. The whole part of him coming back as DX that second time around with the Spirit Squad, that was shit. And then him being the Cerebral Assassin, it was okay. But I think the Cerebral Assassin stuff was just basically an updated version of the game. That was the first part of Triple H you really had, enjoyed. You had to add a new wrinkle to that yeah. part of the game. You had to take to yes. t- today's society and take the game approach to Cerebral Assassin. But for it was, me... It was his quote-unquote evolution into that yeah, part no of pun his intended. character. Yeah, um, do I think that was some That was some really good work. Yeah. His best time was when he was the game. Just because of his promo work and his wrestling ability. I mean, he's a good wrestler. I think that for his size and being a bigger guy, quote-unquote... Right. Um, I mean, and let's talk about the finisher. I mean, the pedigree is still like undefeated. That, yeah. that is a great finisher. Yeah, if done I mean, properly, and the person can take it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, a couple people, you know, you, you kick out of it. I mean, it's not. Yeah, no, I know, but you know, still nobody touches it. But uh, to answer Jeff's question, I mean, well, he's pretty good. I mean, yeah, he's around now, so he's kind of pads the stats. You know, he hasn't had a match in a minute, but um, I still think he's pretty good. Do I put him in like top five? No, 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 no. 100%. Top ten? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's between seven and nine, and that has me. nothing to do with what he's doing now. Yeah, in the backstage role, this is all just him as the character and um, uh, wrestling. He he was basically the forefront and the vocal point of wrestling for that time he's where like eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, he went. Well, look at all the eras. I mean, he's been through the ringer. He's been through being really bad in the attitude era, like being a bad boy. I guess you can say. And then down and down to PG. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's been around for everything. He's adapted. Yeah. So, that's a good question, Jeff. He's Thank adapted you. and found relevancy yes. in doing so. And that's very important, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Great question, Jeff. You'll be back on again very soon. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Mr. Jeff Noyce. Again. Oh, um, <laughs> I seen this, and I knew I was going to get it. Mount Rushmore of hated oh, wrestlers. Oh, God. Top four guys I hate. This is easy. Ultimate Warrior. Wait. Okay, I'll start with Warrior. Okay. Good. Um, Hogan. <laughs> I hate you. Oh God. Does I'll count the New Day as one. So I have Warrior and New Day. Um, I have Warrior too. So that's okay. So yeah. you have Hogan, Hogan Warrior. Warrior. I have Warrior New Day. Hated wrestlers. I got I got one for you that might not sit well. I don't like Kane. Neither do I. I, I don't, don't hate Kane. I'm not I, a fan of Kane. Okay, yeah. So yeah. hated. Does he fall in that category? I got maybe, one too. But... Sid Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never liked him. And he never got going. No, like when he came up in the golden era, he was basically oh, Lex as a... Luger. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Because I, I didn't really care for the character and, and whatever he was doing. It just, it just ugh. wasn't for me. 
Yeah. Wasn't for me, and that's all I gotta say. Okay, so I'll say I'll say Luger, New Day, Sid, and Warrior. Good. Really and you'll one. say who? Uh Hogan, Warrior, um, Luger, and who else did you say? Because I, I think I agreed with you on, on one of those. Hogan. Oh, and Warrior. I said Kane. Kane. Yeah, yeah, Kane. My sister, Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Best manager of all time. Mm. Okay, so when we really... Now, this is a throwback to our look from Looking from the Outside episode, which was our fourth episode that we ever did. Yeah, this, this is a very... This is 24 this, episodes ago. Yeah, this <laughs> is a loaded question. A loaded question. Best manager all around of all time. Oh, this is easy for me. I got to say Bobby the Brain. Yeah. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan was... He stood out so well because he gained heat with the fans more than any other manager, in my opinion. Him and Jimmy Hart are kind of like one and two. Like Jimmy Hart did a really good job of he had the megaphone. He had so much heat. He had so many different wrestlers. But what what Bobby and Jimmy did that was really cool is whether it was a mid-card guy or like the Brooklyn Brawler who was actually managed by Bobby the Brain and he had someone like Andre and he had Haku who were tag champions and Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, IC title holders. I think with him when you seen him, you knew where he the stood. The Heenan family. And you yep. just automatic, an automatic hatred and whatever. I hate Triggered you. you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you knew what was up when you seen him. Yeah. So I think Bobby the Brain did a really good job of showing the expression to the wrestlers that he had to show as a manager. But at the same time, he had that thing where he can click and slap you in the face and yeah. paintbrush you in the corner. And then that was it with that. But yeah. He got so much heat as a commentator, as a manager, even as a wrestler. Because remember, he was a wrestler. He wrestled at WrestleMania uh, 5. He wrestled at WrestleMania 4. And uh, he wrestled in the famous Weasel outfit against Warrior yep. in Madison Square Garden. So, I mean, for me, when you define a manager, the manager has to be good on the microphone, express a wrestler the right way, and uh, you know, take bumps here and there. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Paul Heyman. I was gonna say, yeah, today's five it, of the brain is Paul Heyman. It's one A and one B, and thank you, and you made yeah. that point for me. It's like he does the same thing, mm-hmm. and there's no other better manager people. in the past twenty years than Paul Heyman. And when opinion. you see him, you know what's up, and you just think, I hate to use the word evil, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. just bad, like oh crap. Yep. Same thing. Uh, you know, you can talk about the Roman situations, bring oh, it to yeah. current events. You seen him. Look to his left, and there the camera pans to Paul Heyman, and automatically you know Holy shit. what was up. Yep. And that look, he said zero words. He didn't have to do anything but show up to get a reaction out of the fans at home. Mm-hmm. And that because everybody a lot. knew him because of his past. And that says a lot. That says a lot. Exactly. That was good. Yeah. Great question, Lauren. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Wait. Okay. Alex is up. All right, from Jeff again. All right, who do you wish was a bigger part of the invasion angle, or which WCW or ECW wrestler would you have liked to see that wasn't a part of it? I'm gonna say Sting, just because Sting was so much involved in WCW. He was the guy. And yeah, he was the guy. When you don't yeah. get the guy and you don't get what you're really looking for, there's nowhere else to go. No, because you got 
the invasion. He was angle the one that he was. He was brought up. In turned the out to be a crappy angle, oh, and God, the, it was so bad. It, it was, because you didn't get any players that you really cared you a, about. You got a pay per view out of it. You got a pay per view. That was it, and you got nobody of significance that mm-hmm. even drew whatever. The only good Stevie person, Richards. <laughs> the only person who came out of that, uh, Booker. Was, thank you. Yeah, that was it. And the only person yeah. who's been successful to this day is Booker T. I mean, I would like to see because Sting, he's cut from a different cloth. Yeah, like the way Sting got developed in WCW was he he was brought in. Huge baby face. He dethroned Ric Flair. Yep. Baby face, baby face, baby face. Yeah, surfer Title sting. holder. Yep. Surfer sting. Bam. Crow. Whole new dynamic of a character. Right. And then... Kudos to him because he, yeah, he, he changed his... He changed his for a whole year. A whole year he was doing that in the big setup of 97 Starcade with Hogan or 98. Yeah. But um, I would, I would, I would love to see Sting go to WWE at that time because like he could have been the leader in my opinion. Yeah. But I would say Sting. Next question from Tom DePaulo. Favorite live show? Uh, for me, it was... Oh, duh. Uh, I mean, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. when we went to WrestleMania in New York... Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, coming in a second, I when I went to go see TakeOver in, in Connecticut, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, just because it was a smaller venue. But, I mean, WrestleMania, I can't beat WrestleMania. You can't beat it either. No. I, I'd say, for me, WrestleMania uh, 34. I knew New you were going to say 34, so yeah. so much better than 35. Um, I mean, 35, you know, I had my friends there, you guys and, and stuff. So that made it a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've only been to a, a, so many live shows. So, unfortunately, it's a little bit biased. And I, I've been to – we went to Money in the Bank together. We did. That was me. fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Smaller arena. Really felt like good you were on seats. top of it. Not good seats. Great seats. Great seats. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Go ahead. All right. Is this our last question? No, we have a couple, we have a couple, couple more. more. We have like four more. All right. Um, Franco821 on Instagram. Oh, or Instagram. Here All we right. go. All right. <laughs> Thank you for Instagram. Who goes over if they um, do Fiend versus the Demon King? Um, so now to go back to what we thought we were going to get before the Fiend debuted, where it was going to be Wyatt versus uh, um, Demon King. Now, if they do this properly, um, who goes over? Excellent question, but I think they really are in bed with the fiend right now. Yeah, I think the fiend, the fiend goes has over. to go over. Um, when I think of the demon king, I don't think of anything different. No. I just see a guy crawling to the ring with 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 like fake hair, or like the, th- when the he, you know he looks like so, he looks like one of those air things that uh, wacky inflatable yeah. tube. <laughs> so here here's what I think about the demon king. If we see it ever again, I will be happy. But I think the demon king, the essence of what he was trying to convey now shows its face in how Balor is, the Prince gimmick that he's doing right now on NXT. Um, so I really think that got absorbed into his character that you see today. So to rephrase that question, the Fiend versus Finn Balor, the Prince gimmick that we're getting right now, NXT champion, excellent match. Sign me up. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to see Fiend Demon King. To me, that's just two guys that are kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. But the Fiend's whole persona, what the Fiend is trying to do, it's a gimmick that we've never seen before, trying to hurt or heal you, trying right. to take you from the dark side to the light or the light to the dark. It it will just get lost with a character like 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 uh, the Demon yeah. King. Bray Wyatt, he, he already did that to Finn Balor, hence the right. Prince. Right. You have to strip down the Fiend for what it is and make it a little bit more basic to get a better um, match out yeah. of it. But yeah. Thank you, Franco. I really appreciate you, and I know I liked your comment about it, and I really appreciate that. Thank you on Instagram. Again, you can find us on Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio. 
Tom DePaulo, WWE Network likes and dislikes. Well, I mean, for me, the thing I like about it is basically it's an encyclopedia to every little fucking thing to do with professional wrestling. Yeah. Because Vince McMahon is treating wrestling with a game of risk and buying everything. Yeah. Uh, that's what I like the most. What I dislike about the network is there's no game show. I would like a game show with the fans. There was and supposed to be a game show. We had an idea. You had an idea. Yes. And I think there is a game show hosted Our by Our Truth. It's garbage, though. Right. It's and grainy fucking Zoom calls with Nia Jax, who thinks she knows shit about wrestling when she sucks my nut. I think. <laughs> oh, you could have put uh, on the God, I hate you. Hate. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um, I fuck Michael Cole, too. Go ahead. Ew, <laughs> that's gross. Um, he's undefeated at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, well, they did. I mean, they kind of did do that. They were supposed to do a full game show esque thing, but I guess, uh, you know, we would totally go on it. What do you like about the network? What do I like about the network? Um, the documentaries are nice. Um, the documentaries are, I think, what hits home more for mm-hmm. me, uh, as well as the catalog of stuff that if you missed it, in your if you're a lapsed fan for you know like I have been. The day of episodes are really good. Yeah. The day of WrestleMania, the day of SummerSlam, that and the twenty four sevens are really good too. Yeah, just the production, I think, or of, WWE those, of those documentaries and those little short series are I mean, great. Basically what I don't like about it is there's almost too much content. The last ride, everybody should watch that if you like documentaries. Oh, yeah. All Next right. question, Tom, thank you. And, uh this one's from Jay. How many uh Sable versus Tory bikini <laughs> matches can the King survive? Uh probably commentating one and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh in the ring, none. Uh those matches right. are awesome. Puppies. Puppies and you're a 12-year-old kid. Uh, Jerry, Jerry the Lawler going nuts. Uh, how many can he survive? Probably none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anthony Pino. What tag wrestler now do you see having the potential to break off and become a singles world champion? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna <sighs> to steal that one from you, Jey Uso, because we're getting it. Yeah. <sighs> now, now, a world champion is hard. That, that A world champion not many because tag teams aren't built like that anymore. I got I, ideally it would be Big E is the only yeah, one. Yeah, he's can not think. a tag though. Not right now. He's he's been a singles guy. Yeah, he right has now been. So, like today. 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 The only person you really can see um, is is Morrison. Yeah. And I got one. And Jay Uso, but Jay Uso not as a world champion though, mm. as a mid card belt holder. So it's. I like, can see him if if Reigns wasn't there and it was like King Corbin. You know, title and yeah, but the fact that Reigns is bringing home your A show, he's too top. He's, he's too, top. too top level. Here's yeah. one. Even though I see so much potential in Montez Ford to be a singles guy, I do too. I want him to put a little bit more weight on and to just kind of scale it back a little bit. He's very extreme. Yeah, just just bring it back. Just, a bit. <laughs> just tone you know, it down. Just, yeah, but you know, to your point, I, he has I, the I ability, the promo work, and he's a great wrestler. Yeah. All right. Oh, Christine, here we go. Favorite pay-per-view. Oh, Jesus. Man. My favorite pay-per-view of all time. I mean, I started watching wrestling in 1990 were a rumble. I mean, for me, that hits home. Um, <sighs> WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 7. And WrestleMania 18 are my favorite WrestleManias. Uh, my favorite pay per view is that uh, Rock and Hogan. Rock and Hogan. The whole the whole pay per view was ridiculous. And 17 too. 
That was my answer, but oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's fine. I mean, we, we have similar thoughts. Yeah, uh, because everything leading up to that match was yeah. great. See, like and, here's and the thing the with, whole and the yeah. whole feel of that because they were what in L.A. Yeah, yeah. That that just whole feel. No, was, no, no. WrestleMania no. 18 was um. Were they in Houston? Canada, Canada, okay. Toronto. Yeah, yeah, Toronto. Yeah, I was thinking of something else. Um, that whole feel of it. WrestleMania felt, seven was L.A. Oh, they felt big. Yeah, like bigger than big. And, the, and that and that's what you want in that. I mean, again, it's WrestleMania, so it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, back if I'm not to talking about regular, WrestleManias, yeah. Uh, Royal Rumble. This past year's Royal Rumble wasn't bad with the Return of Edge, but there was a Royal well, Rumble. That was a good card. That was a, that was a really card. good card, really and that card. never happened. So that's yeah. a that's a great answer. The first King of the Ring was very good. I was thinking of that one too. Yeah, yeah. ninety six King of the Ring, the birth of di- Austin. It was, it was different. You yeah, know, it was something new we seen. Which Survivor was Series screw job ninety eight or ninety seven. Which one is the Survivor Series with the um the poster where it's like four? Guys, it's like a silhouette of of some of them. It's like 90, oh, 97, 97 I think. Yeah, that one. That's a good one. When it was sponsored by Karate Fighters. <laughs> karate Fighters. <laughs> but no, I mean, favorite pay-per-view. I mean, I'm going to say for me, those WrestleManias. Yeah. Hands down. You can throw some NXTs in there, man. You can really shake the boat up. I mean, each, Any, each takeover keeps getting better than the last yeah, one. With uh, the exception of a couple. The but. Brooklyn takeovers are very good. They measure a lot of that by the Brooklyn takeover and the um, New Orleans takeover before Mania that year was phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got three more questions out there. I just pulled out one by Tom DePaulo. Storyline that went too far. Um. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Oh, oh a storyline that went too far. I think. Now there was a storyline. <laughs> oh, Katie Vick. Katie Vick. You don't remember that with, I think it was like, she was dead and like Kane was having like. Oh, that, yeah. That when was, he was, had sex with the woman in the casket. Yeah, that, that was, was bad. That was a little much. The one when Hawk from Legion of Doom was going, there was an Attitude Era storyline where Hawk was having like mental problems and they had him on top of the Titantron and he fell off. That got pushed too far. Um, Anything with Scott Hall drinking in the ring, that was pretty bad. Storyline, I got too far. Yeah, the that, eye for an eye match. That got stupid. <laughs> um, Storyline that went too far. When oh god, when Big Boss Man cooked Al mm-hmm. Snow's dog. I, you were thinking when I was thinking. That was stupid. Yep. Was and then Snowflake was the name. Yeah, of the name? no, not Snowflake. Uh, oh my god, we talked about this. Yeah, the, the, I think his, I said the same answer. Pepper. Too. His Pepper. name is Pepper. Pepper. But then the, there's another storyline with Big Boss Man. Oh, who gets involved in weird storylines in P- Big Show, and then. The Big Show's mom died, and then like he oh, drove yeah. the truck with yes. the casket, and Big yes. Show like gracefully fell off. It was, yep. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But I mean, those storylines, those went too far. Um, but if I really had to pick one, I would say the Hawk one was really bad because Hawk actually had problems. Yeah. So for me, it was that. Now here's one that didn't go too far. It just went too long and made no sense. Uh, the anonymous uh, general oh, manager. Oh, the raw GM. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely just do, 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 it didn't go do, too do, far. Do. It just went way too fucking yeah. long. All right, these okay. are our last two questions. All right, Christine again. What happened to Ryback? Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> he's making videos about eating sandwiches and burgers and whatever. And he's going like, on uh, 
and that's about yeah. it. And going on people's Zoom calls, I, I noticed. Uh, Little I kids. That. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Ryback? Well, he once he called himself the king of the of the pre-shows, uh, his contract ran up and they released him. And they didn't sign him to a new contract. But after that, he really didn't get picked up by a promotion. He was brought in to skip Sheffield, part of the Nexus. He did have a good run as Ryback, even though nothing happened because of the character of CM Punk. But what happened to Ryback? He's just making fun of people on on social media, and he uh, and he has his own Twitch, I think, or his own something. Yeah, something. he definitely does. I think he's got supplements and stuff like that out as well. <laughs> oh God, what is this? Why is this the last question? question? This is Jay. <laughs> doink, doink the clown <laughs> versus Jerry the King Lawler. Jesus Christ, this is the last fucking question we had. Um, it was a good Survivor Series match. Doink was there just as a comedy approach. Uh, he brought a lot of comedic aspects, and having Jerry the King Lawler, who was kind of went with the went with the flow of everything, was pretty good. I mean, it was just a match. Yeah, <laughs> Doink and Dink. He's doink, just... doink and Dink. Doink and dink. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. If they had a third, it could have been called Dunk. <laughs> Doink, yeah. Dink, and Dunk. Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler always found himself in those weird matches. Like he had that thing well, where Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. He had a Kiss My Foot match with Bret Hart. He had that match. <laughs> then he was like the manager for Isaac Yankum DDS, aka Kane. Mm-hmm. And that was that got Lawler. I remember the vignettes of of him of Jerry the King Lawler, like that camera. He's sitting in the dentist chair next to Isaac Yankum, and you can't see his face, but like. He's like, oh, we're really going to get this tooth now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. You watch that shit now. It's like, come on. Yeah, How campy it's is so it? so silly. Yeah. But um, listen, everybody for the question. Listen, guys. everybody out there, you know, I'm going to clap. I got nothing left. Yeah. I'm going to clap. Um, got nothing left in this. That was, that was a cool little thing that we did. We're going we're gonna to try to do that like once a month. You know, we'll shoot out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Podbean. Of course. And our email at. Oh, sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, we'll, let you, we'll give you guys a little week in advance to let you know uh, when our next episode of the Wrestling Satchel right. will be uh, will be brought in. No, but uh, no, today was a great episode. We wanted to give back to the listener. So that's why we decided to do it. And, you yeah, know, remember, with, it's a uh, it's a satchel. It's a satchel. It's not a person. So uh, where are we going to be going next? Well, we're going to be leading into next week. Definitely talking about the Hell in a Cell storylines being that Hell in a Cell is next Sunday. So we'll, you'll get our storylines with that, and we'll just the normal wrestling banter as we always do best. But um, we really appreciate you listening to this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail dot com. Can I? I want you guys to actually email I, us. No email, <laughs> not just email us, but I really want you to write us a review. Send, write us a review. Um, Send us pictures. We're still of- at zero, so right. We got some work to do in the email. Send us pictures of like your your toys and stuff that you have, your merch, your shirts, and stuff like that. Like we want to see those cool things, you know. Yeah. And we can put them on our um our Facebook and Instagram, and just to see what you guys have, like the nostalgic things yeah. you guys are holding on to. If you have any wrestling figures, just send us a picture, and we yeah, like, wow, was, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah, because I mean, every day your we're wrestling yeah, belt. Like uh, we're revamping this room left and right. Pretty soon yeah. we're gonna find no more real estate to put everything, but yeah. That's 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 the art of being a wrestling fan, you know. Yeah, your wrestling buddies, if you have yeah. the ones that we don't, just d- whatever, dust them man. off and yeah. send us a picture. That'd be really cool. But um, as always, this is Sons of Flip Radio, the number one podcast for uh, the art and sport of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host Thomas Lisi. Again, always joined with the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. Ooh, yeah, that's me. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Later.